welcome to the XX Mormon podcast. I'm Heavenly Mother. I am con- conducting. Yes, I am conducting. <laughs> Sugar Kane is presiding, and Laban is his first counselor. Also presiding? Is that all that works? <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Long. We're just so been, long. It's been too long. Um, but we're all guest speakers, I guess. Yeah, that that's how it works. Yeah. That's how this Sunday meeting is going to go. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> Have we done this on Sunday continuously? No, this, this, this might be my first time. No, my second time on Sunday. Yeah, we usually do them on Sundays. Yeah. But they are dropped on Sundays. So. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, we've been a little out of it because we've had Christmas on Sunday and then New Year's Day on Sunday. So we're a little bit behind because everybody needs a vacation. True mm-hmm. that. How was yours, by the way? I was good. Do you want to go? Also, your voice is super quiet. I don't know. Oh, why. is it really? Yeah. Shout into that mic, sir. Hello, Shout everyone. Because that will the spirit. Yeah. How was your vacation? Say it loud. It was good. I went to see a friend and we did all the stuff you uh, are taught not to do on Sunday. We did all that on Sunday. So it was nice. I enjoyed it. <laughs> God's <perfect>. will. Not that <laughs> you your answer. I was here in New Year's. <laughs> I was chill. I did the absolute same. <laughs> <laughs> Probably worse. You can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I travel. I don't know. It was chill. It's good. It's good. Could have been nice, normal, normal weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Not doing weird Mormon stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my little laugh. All right, let me jump into my questions, my prep questions. And whoever wants to answer first, just I don't know, rock paper scissors for that. Um. So the first one I had was, so both of you are LGBTQ plus individuals. So that's mostly what this is pertaining to. Um, So the first question, starting off deep, but we'll make it funny. Yeah, we'll go for it. (laughs) What was a specific time that you thought as a Mormon, hey, I couldn't make it this work. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Laban? <laughs> How many times did you do it, really? <laughs> you just having to re- re- retell yourself, like, yeah, okay, I guess. Many, many times. <laughs> Way too many times. Um, no. I can actually share. Uh, I can go first on this one if that's okay. Yeah. So, uh, the time when I thought I could make this work. So a little bit of background on this was I was born female, uh, realized I'm trans, trans male. And um, before I figured that out, I thought I was a lesbian. And so at this time in my life, I was actually going to BYU and I met a guy that really chill dude. Um, we started hanging out and we ended up in a relationship. I thought that I can make things work with the church and with him because I was feeling the spirit and 
I had an emotional connection with him. It wasn't anything else, but it was still like a good emotional connection. And so I thought that I could do the whole good little Mormon get married in the temple thing. Uh, and I'll show you later how things ended up differently. But that was then I was about 22 or 23 being at BYU-Idaho. I remember that. Should I shed light on that or no? Sure. <laughs> Just Go leave that alone. Because I remember you we would discuss... Never mind. I'll message you if I should bring it up or not. I don't okay. want to air out that guy's business, but I, <laughs> he seemed like he was not all the way straight either. So it was sort of like... Oh, a, interesting. I don't yeah. know. But we would discuss it. And you were like, that's not a problem for me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm not in this for the same reasons a hetero person would be. Yeah. I mean, I he like, like never said anything about about his sexuality, except that he just was straight. And so I could, can clear the air on that one right now. Okay. And so like he, I mean, it didn't end up working out with him. So now we're just good friends. I guess I should say that now because that kind of plays into what happens later. But Oh, yeah. Dip. Yeah. Is this person so, out of the church now? No. Well, he oh, has no. his own issues with the church, but um, he's still in He's still in the church. Attends yeah. regularly, okay. I think. Oh, man. Do you know uh, anything about statistics on, on people like, that get out that are trans in the church? Like, is there a community? I don't know statistics, but I honestly don't know anyone yet that has stayed in the church because uh, it's okay. just an extra layer of that complicated stuff. I'd have to look that up, though. That's a good question. I got to see what else, what else is out there on that. Because I feel like that would be just equally so tough to have to like reconcile in yourself and like having the strength to like really know within yourself that something that who you are would just be like really tough because of how like patriarchal the Mormon church is and how like those standards are pushed on you of like what type of person you're supposed to be, what type of woman or man you're supposed to be in your role that like really just not aligning with that would would like really cause some someone some inner turmoil I can imagine. It does. Um, by the time I realized I was trans, I had already stepped back from the church. Yeah. And when I realized that I was trans, I was like, I don't really want to like figure stuff out there because I already know that people aren't going to respond kindly. Because I've I've seen some things out there with people who have come before me and, and tried to do this, and it just hasn't gone the best. Um, yeah. I actually have met with the bishop before and told him what I was doing. And been like, so I think I literally asked him, so so when does my membership get removed? And wow. he's like, wait, what? And I explained See, to yeah. him, I was like, well, what I've heard is that once your membership, your membership is kind of on the line once you start medically transitioning. And he pretty much was just like, well, we don't really want... Um, surgeries on the body and stuff to happen but um we'll just like take things one step at a time 
but we would encourage yeah. you not to transition kind of a thing. So it's, I mean, I still think I would probably be kicked out of the church like formally yeah, um, because of stuff, because of transitioning. But I mean, you got to be happy. So I yeah. just do stuff anyways, I guess, because what are you living for otherwise, I guess? So I, I, so I guess I'm curious. Are you, are you still considered less active? Probably, but I don't even go to church. I haven't yeah. removed my, my record yet. Uh, I haven't either. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I don't, I don't wanna, go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, I, it's like the. Mm. I'm still getting them, like from the Fresno Ward. Like I'm still getting calls from the missionaries, oh, no, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and and from the DC Ward, being like, "Hey, just just want to check in on your girl." Oh, <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know. I don't. Is I'm just I'm just curious. Like, is anything like what what what's what stops you from just being like, let me just go get this done. Let me just go do this. I haven't spent enough time thinking about it, honestly, yeah. and I've been more distracted with other things. And so I'm just like, I'm not going to participate in the church, but Damn. I haven't figured out yet if I want to remove the records. Because to me, it's a big step, and I don't want to do it unless I'm sure. And so, I mean, I, I definitely lean that way. But I just need to spend time thinking about it and make it a priority to decide if that's what I want to do. Because it is what an ordeal. You? you have to get a. I did it and I had to get a lawyer yeah. involved. So yeah. it's oh free. Gosh. Wow. I get a notary. I had to go into a bank. It was a whole thing. <laughs> it was a fresh time. Sorry. As you work. That's insane. That's such a process. Like, that's part of why I haven't made the choice yet. It's like, I don't want to go through. A process like that yet because my life is complicated enough as it is some days you know and you are like killing it drugs. what about you, you? <laughs> yeah what about you sugarcane <laughs> um lord it's funny because i had a completely different line of thought um until you brought up dating and <laughs> i was 100 percent the thought that i had when I wouldn't say I was dating this person necessarily, but like definitely on that wheelhouse of like talking to a woman in the church and like spending time with them with the thought in the back of my mind that this could be someone that I could potentially like marry. Um, and it's so interesting because probably like this, this personality was as close to what I was going to get to like the type of person I, I was marrying if I was dating a man. But it was just a woman. <laughs> um, and they were a really great personality, um, a lovely person, really dedicated to the church. Uh, very, I, I didn't know much about like her past, but she was, she was a person of color, you know, and she, I think she'd had her parents were converts to the church. Um, and I really thought, and, and like in the back of my mind, once I started like, you know, speaking more with this individual, that, that there was there was a chance that I could like kind of make this happen, um, but you know from you know I guess from my from my previous story um, of <laughs> the craziness of of when everything kind of went downhill, 
um, for for people who are listening that had that has not watched that 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 story, it's it's. I would just go back and watch it because it's way too long for me to tell it <laughs> right now. Just go back and listen to Nana Adams this interview for further insight. Both of but, these stories. <laughs> but essentially, like once I had done this, like the sin that it, that took me off my mission, like couldn't go like men was always in the back of like dating men and being with a man was always in the back of my mind and it was so hard to get rid of of that thing till we got to a point where it was just like I had to just give up on trying so hard to stay in for me to realize that, that, that there was something better for me outside of it I wasn't completely sure that I knew that what I was doing was the right thing at the time it just made it just made more sense than trying so hard to do something that just wasn't going to go away. Like it just, yeah. And it's, it, it kind of, it just, it, it, it was what it was at the time. The church was, it was, it was more of a nuisance at that point, like trying to like keep up with the Joneses and, and attend church services and, 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 you know, try to get with the, the new ward that I was in in DC and then, it, it, and the worst part about it, this is also was kind of hard, is that like coming to the DC ward, it wasn't like the Fresno ward where like I'm in school, I'm young, and I'm meeting people like me. It was like a bunch of this like just this a bunch of like six foot one white people from the District of Columbia, all like you know college grads and and graduate students, and I just felt very disconnected. Like it wasn't a family anymore. So so that like really went away. Where it just I felt like. Not only am I like just having an issue with 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 maintaining my spirituality because you know I'm I'm still attached to this to me wanting to be gay. I also just felt completely disconnected from like from the church itself, and I guess that was a good thing, right? Because that kind of helps you to disconnect and helps you to have some free time away from it. Um, I feel bad for the people that it's like, it's like engrossed and you're just engrossed in it, you know, and you, you don't feel like you have a way of like getting out of it so much because it's a part of your life, unless you're or like you too. And you have, <laughs> it's a, a really good free thinking, critical thinking kind of mind to say, yeah, I just don't think it's working anymore. <laughs> this is not, this is not working. Um, I think that's really impressive of you guys. Thank well, you. interesting. That you bring that up because I can relate to that. That was definitely in my headspace growing up. Like before I met Heavenly Mother, I was totally in that headspace where I just couldn't, I couldn't see a way out of the church and I couldn't see a way to be happy. And so I was just, I felt like I was always sitting on the fence of, do I stay in the church and stay dating men and pretending to be someone I'm not, or do I step back from the church and possibly leave the church and be who I am? And so it, I kind of think like everyone at some point has to get to their their breaking point in life where they're like, okay, clearly something is not working for me. Or they say, okay, things aren't quite what I was hoping for, but I can make this work. And for me, it definitely was more, this is not going to work for me. And so yeah. I have to make changes. Oh, no, you go. Sorry, I'm going to cut one off. So no, was that it was a good. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 it would be a lot of some, like, off-relief. No, no, I really appreciate it. Yeah. 
also at BYU-Idaho at that time, because the person that you were, you know, trying to make it work with was a very sweet person. And I was so used to men being like dogs. Like, (laughs) literally, if if it wasn't like rapey and aggressive, I was like, are they (laughs) because the men are so toxic that if you find someone who's like, has self-control or just normal you're like there's something something's you missed it this is the foot and like my sister's even talked about that too like with her husband like he wasn't this aggressive type of person and she's like she doesn't like me those are my two cents but do you i don't know borders Anyways, as you were, I can, as you were. I, I, I can definitely imagine. I, I, I feel like I, I remember watching this YouTube video of this one. He's a very popular Christian, um, YouTuber that is him and his wife, and he is just like, be laughing, just a scumbag, but like just so nice, just, just, but saying just all the wrong things in the nicest way possible. Like, you know, yeah, a woman should just make my meal for me. And I should just, <laughs> you should just, this is just what you should do with a big ass smile on his face. And that's what I'm imagining of like, that's what you, it's really what it is in the Mormon church, right? Like they want to say the most like S baggy shit. And it's just like, but it's just like a, a, a coating of just like powdered sugar that makes it feel like it's, oh, this is right. Like this. I feel, yeah, I feel the spirit when you speak, so it must be good. I just had this conversation with my husband about like the same thing. We'll do this abusive stuff, but be like kind or like yeah, nice. Sweet. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm actually quite oppressed, but it's an aggressive energy that it yeah. comes from. It's like another it's, it's another loophole. <laughs> messes with your brain actually because your brain isn't sure where to categorize the information. Yeah. So you're oh, like, gosh. am I in danger? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> I don't know. Should so I your run? brain, <laughs> your brain starts something like cortisol. So you have like this little stressor inside, and you're like, "But why do I feel anxious?" It's like, "What do I feel stressed out right now?" How do? Let me jump into the next question. Look at you, team. Mm. All right, <laughs> killing it. <laughs> what is a specific moment that you were like wow this is not gonna work like a specific little instance that you're like oh no and you want to go for the first this time oh i had to, I had to think about it a little bit because there was definitely a few um now oh, let's see you know it's actually a really this is a really funny story um I so speaking of, of dating the uh, the 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 woman, um, I was I was we're, we're actually on like an official date. I, I think we went to like the movies or just walking around somewhere, and I um she I just was like I just was sitting down with her like on a bench and it's like all cute we're talking, and the first boy that I ever kissed walks up with his boyfriend, <laughs> and. 
my heart is just like, like, oh my God, I'm sitting with the woman. And he, like, he knows, like, he knows everything. He's like been, he was like following me on like on, on Facebook back, you know, back then before I was, never did Insta. And so he knew. And the, the, the more that I talked about her and where I was in my life, the angrier he got. Like, he was just the most awkward thing and i think from then on like the fear that i had of like running into people that i knew and having to explain myself all the time was just like oh my god i don't want to do that. as much as i've like believed in the church and i really did like i was gun gun ho about the church like just the fear of being like yeah i'm mormon and this is my wife like, <laughs> just, that scared the crap out of me like i'm really gonna do this Oh gosh, this is, <laughs> and I, I think after that moment, I think I stopped. We actually just kind of stopped seeing each other because I was just like, I just don't know if this is gonna, this is gonna work like I thought it was. <laughs> this is, might not be as seamless of a storyline <laughs> that I was anticipating. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. He just walks up while you're talking to this woman. <laughs> oh God, and the and the other boy was so quiet. The other one was just like, just like. Like I can feel it getting me down. It was like, oh my god, he turned this man straight. Like, that, I, I, I knew he was thinking that. Okay, and he was like, no, you did it. Oh my god, <laughs> the poetic irony, like the serendipitous moment. Wow, really does make me wonder if there is a god out there. <laughs> Someone pulling some strings. Yeah, the universe is pulling. Weird. Oh. Ugh. What about you, Olivia? Um, so it was kind of also tied to the guy that I was dating at BYU-Idaho because, so basically what happened was, um, it ended up, we were still staying, so we were in a relationship at the school, and then I was almost graduating at that point, so I moved out of town by like 45 minutes, and then he moved out of state and so it was a long distance relationship and um it ended up not working out because like there was always something missing because i could only feel so much for him because i'm not really attracted to men i'm attracted to women and yeah. so and it's been like that for as long as i can remember and i thought even though i'm trans i would say like that's always been in the back of my mind, but my sexuality has always been at the forefront because it was more intense for me. And it's been like that for a lot of years, even though the discomfort of my gender has always been there, uh, it just hasn't been at the forefront. And so a few years ago, I would say, I don't remember where I was going. I just remember I was driving and I was having this phone call with one of my parents and they were telling me, you know, like, I'm concerned that if you date women, you're not going to be happy and you might leave the church and whatever. And I was like, well, I, where am I going with this? Because I'm not happy in the church now. And it, things have gotten pretty dark. Um, severe depression. And so... After that phone call, I just like kept driving home and was reflecting on how 
I've spent by the time this happened, I think I was like 25, 26 years old. And I'd spent several years just trying to make things work in the church and it wasn't working. I wasn't happy. I was still sitting on the fence that I'd been on for at least 10 years at this point, still making all the same choices with dating or and not getting anywhere, not progressing. And so I started asking myself questions that were different um, than I had because I was like, for so many years, I kept asking myself, so, okay, how can I make this work? What can I do to get myself to fall in love with the man? How can I build my faith so that I can be stronger? But what ended up happening was just that night, my questions changed and it was, okay, how is the church benefiting me at this point? What am I getting from the church? What am I getting from like doing this? I'm have I really made any progress in the last 10 years of my life? Because I feel like I'm still in the same spot. So I started asking myself those questions that night. And that's when I realized that it just wasn't working for me anymore to stay in the church and to keep dating men and pretending like I'm someone I'm not. I can imagine the amount of freedom that that feels when you start to like ask those different questions, like just like confirming with yourself, like what you already knew, you know, like, like things like I'm actually doing quite worse. I'm really not progressing. And even though these are hard truths to hear, I even feel like a load, like this kind of lightning when you say I can actually, you know, I can be honest with myself about what's, what's going on. And then you can actually start like changing for the better. Um, that's really great. Yeah, I think we, we all need to come to that point. Um, and so I'm glad we're both in different places now than where we were at. Mm, big heavens. Well, that was really deep. Like the questions needed to change instead of oh. how can I make this work? It's like, is this even working for me? Like, so deep. Damn. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Lightman's real name, by the way. Oh, God. How old is that now? I feel like this. <laughs> Oh, is it no. like two years? I don't even remember, but it was amazing. <laughs> In my little preview question, I had an autocorrect, but instead of why is the church so oppressed with LGBTQ plus people, I meant to ask, why is the church so obsessed with the crazy ex that they, you can't stop talking about? Like, what is it? Why oh are they gosh. obsessed? <laughs> it's not like they love them. It's like they love the drama. I don't know. What are your theories? Sit off. Reminisce. That's really good because it's, it's, I mean, it's true. They are <laughs> very obsessed. Um, but well, I guess, so this was, I, this is the hardest thing, at least for me, when I, when I think about that question, um, I think the part of me, maybe just because of the kind of person that I am now, like one of the hardest, like 
truths of the church, like what they considered truths of the church, were um, like the sins that they they deemed to be like the worst types of sins, right? And that was like, I can't even remember. It was there's like three, right? It was like your relationship, like it was like a after, like abortion or like birth. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it was like the lost murder. I guess. Yeah. And I say I guess because we're going to be like totally kill people. But anyways. <laughs> and, um, and then the other one was like murder. The law of chastity. But they never really <laughs> talked about rape. So whatever. And then the third, which was like the greatest of all the sins. And maybe I'm messing up the order. But it was like denying the Holy Ghost. Oh, no. yeah. Knowing that the church is true. And then denying it so i guess technically as an ex-mormon i got my records removed <laughs> sorry if his knees never mind i held it in um <laughs> because i got my records removed i guess technically i denied the holy ghost i don't know no. but those are the three big the big sins. yeah the, the top three <laughs> yeah but the law of chastity was like doing anything sexual when you're not married so it made basically no care if something was consensual or not and that was really weird but as I mean, you were well i i guess i just think i related i related my attraction to men and things that i considered sins in, in the church like as connected to those sins and i felt so bad about I felt like so bad about being that kind of person while I was in the church, even though like I let, you know, I loved the church at the time. Um, but I just imagine that, you know, like that the church feels so strongly that they have to do something about this, about this, about these people <laughs> that they go like above and beyond to be, you know, I, and, and I, I can't even explain I can say what it is, but like, try, like trying to be as accepting without accepting any part of them. <laughs> like you can be exactly who you are, except you can't be anything above who you are to be in the church. But we want you. But we, you know, but it's that it's. I think it's so funny. Like we want you, but we want none of you. You know what I mean? Like you can be, you can be the gayest person in the freaking world as long as you date a woman, and. And, and have like seven kids get married to bull and go on a mission like you, you could you, you could literally call yourself gay <laughs> like they don't care as long as you're a member of the church and maybe it's just numbers at this point like <laughs> financial bonus of having people be tithing yeah what yeah. are your thoughts Levin? i i agree with that i think like conformity is a large part of it because, like, as you were saying, that it's, like, they want you, but they they don't want you to be who you are. They want they want you to fit the mold. Um, so I definitely think that, that is a large part of it. And then just to add on top of that, I also, I think they're afraid of the unknown to an extent. Uh, and also, I think it could be a combination of the lack of knowledge. Or a lack of revelation there. Because if you look at the scriptures, at least in the Bible, there are stories of um, the sexual sin that they talk about in the scriptures. But the thing is, is like they always, like the concept or the context is 
um, if you do this and this and this outside of marriage, that's a sin. But they always group homosexuality into that. Um, and I don't think that that's right because to me it's still saying, you know, if it's outside of marriage, it's it's wrong that that's what the scriptures are saying. But they always take it out of context and say, well, what it's really saying is homosexuality is wrong. When if they just look at the scripture, the context is not. It's not saying that. And so I feel like it's just members of the church, including apostles and prophets, the leadership of the church, looking at the scriptures and interpreting that. And because it says the word in there, they're putting that in the text in the context, but they're not reading it in the way that it's supposed to be to be read. And I'm I'm obviously not in leadership and whatnot, and so I don't want to sound high and mighty when I say that. I just feel like it's always taken out of context in the scriptures. And so when it's like that, um, it breeds back into the culture and where they're like, oh, well, it says that, so it must be wrong kind of a thing. And mixed with like the lack of knowledge um, with other parts, because I also realized that there's a lot of the LGBTQ plus community that I don't feel like is even addressed in the scriptures at all. And there's not a ton yeah. of revelation on that either. Agreed. And because like, I don't think I've seen trans stuff in the scriptures, um, but I have seen stuff in the culture where people are, where people have said, well, uh, your gender is important, but it doesn't really say much beyond that. And so it's just, it's confusing because there's, there's so much lack of knowledge there. And I do think that that plays a huge part into it. Word. It reminds me of a couple of different, should I cut you off? No, Sorry. not at all. Okay, word. This is letting the love go. Um, but there's a couple of different things. Like me and Sugar King talked about like the math is it mathing in the church. And I think that's a perfect example of that. Where you're like, where no. are you getting this? And they're like, don't worry about it. It's in there. It's like, <laughs> don't worry. It's where we have the facts. So, huh? like, they make the math not math. And then the lies on lies on lies. But a big, a big lie. And I said this when I interviewed you, Laban. Or if it was a sure thing. I don't know. But I mentioned that. The big lie is that trans people are a new phenomenon when that's Good. absolutely not true. And that pre-Christianity and pre-colonization, every culture did not just have these super limited yeah. heteronormative yeah. ideas of like men and women, period. And intersex people exist and have always existed. And I didn't even know that until I was an adult. So it was like, let's just pretend this whole group of people. Nope. <laughs> like, <laughs> just don't math. exist. <laughs> the, the math doesn't math. Right, so you go, sugar cane. So you're going to say. So I, I completely agree. And I think it's funny. I wonder how much, like, the just the interpretations. Uh, sorry, the. Um, 
yeah, I guess the, like the language interpretations of the Bible have like masked over different forms of gender, uh, uh, like fluidity, even with like God himself or, or God itself. Um, I, I do like, I mean, it, I think, um, like the Mormon church certainly like kind of recognized the idea that there were women who were in like certain figures of some type of power, which is very interesting, right? Like a lot of Christianity don't even, they don't, they don't think that far. Um, I don't think Joseph Smith got that from himself. I'm pretty sure he stole that. <laughs> Those ideas. Um, yes, as previously discussed, I dropped it. Yeah. But it's, it, but I just, I just can't imagine, like, I, like, I wonder if, you know, if we, if we didn't, if we didn't have, like, the texts that were written by someone else that was translated a thousand times over, what Christianity, like, really looked like and what, what certain cultures, like, re really looked like in that time and what they actually accepted as, 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 um, as just normal or part of their culture. Um, but I think it's it's I think it's it's it definitely has to be like incredibly frustrating not only for LGBT people, uh, keep plus people, but um, for our society and and trans culture and how how long it's took for us to realize it's a extremely common phenomenon and to get like representation, you know, correct, you know, which is it's, which is so important. Um, because we just don't like you've been, we've been fed this binary for so long and it's now it's, you know we most of western culture has very much wiped that away from it's like hard drive of, of things that we've know is like the idea of of being intersex or being gender fluid it's like not even it's it's it got to the point where it was so irrelevant that we've had to like pull it back into relevancy and for most of the of the nation, like kicking and screaming because <laughs> for some really stupid reasons. Um, yeah, it's a really great point. Preacher, were you going to say something, Lincoln? I was just thinking as you were talking, as both of you are talking, really, that there, and if you look at church history too, there's a lot of exceptions. Like they say, it's come out that marriage is between a man and a woman, and people get people in the church get really upset when that is when people are like, "Oh well, this is how I feel. Like I'm gonna go marry my partner, and it doesn't really matter. The man and woman part is not a big thing for them. People get upset when it's strayed from, but then if you look at the church history that was not always the case because there were still men with multiple wives. And so it's just like, there's exception to everything. And I wish that that would also be taken in account because oh. um, I feel like at the end of the day, it's, it's really people want it to be how they want it to be. And they're not always open to different ideas and like what was said earlier about the, we've been fed this um, binary normative for a long time. And so when people get used to something, um, it's hard to change that because my, my opinion is that people don't like change. And while I do agree that sometimes it can be very difficult um, when people refuse to accept someone's identity, it whether it's 
trans, gay, lesbian, um, non-binary, whatever it is, gender fluid, uh, so many other things out there, it's very invalidating for people. And so I don't fully remember what my thought process was in bringing this up, but I guess just at the end of the day, I, I see that there's a lot more to church history. And if people looked at that, for an example, they'd, they'd see the doctrine does still change because we're taught, you know, the doctrine doesn't change, but also that marriage between a man and a wife is doctrine. And that has changed a lot over the years. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but that's also the huge sign that the church is, in my opinion, as I've discussed on the podcast before, it's not really a church, it's a cult. Mm. Because constantly changing policies and constantly changing doctrine is not a proponent of a healthy, normal religion. And like, that's just one of those things. Like you're absolutely right. The doctrine has changed. There were men with multiple wives and some of those wives were already married to another man. Like, oh, <laughs> like we're screaming inside. Um, and so they are, they're self-interested. So the church will preserve itself through whatever means. It's, it's just necessary, I guess. Yeah, uh, and that's why it's evil, and I hate it, and I just roast it all the time, and want to <laughs> the embers burn. Like that's the energy that I have because of that. Church history is horrible, yeah, and it's full of hypocrisy and contradictions. Um, I don't know, Sugarcane. What are your thoughts? Look, are you going to say something? Yeah, I, I just completely agree with both of you. It's, it's. I think that's one of the. It's definitely one of the like the the telltale signs of of like why I think the church fails and a lot of what it does in terms of like keeping people like really invested. We know when you go through those like hard changes and why you think it is a cult is because of, of, of that, of how much has had to change in order to, you know, keep up with like with, with politics. Um, and it's just, it, 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 it I, I guess it, um, I don't know. It, it's frustrating because you would hope, you know, like, maybe there's a church in in the far off future that is like what like would be a place that um it could be progressive enough to do something like good for the people that's that uh, that's in it but i mean for people like us you know that are lgbtq plus there really isn't there really isn't a safe space with you with like within the church if 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 it if it's not being fully accepted for who you are and being able to contribute, you know, hundred percent of your actual self within the church, and because of that, because like that—that's it's a that is a like that is a hard press thing that will ever happen uh, in in our in our lifetime. It's it it really just is not, I think, a place for someone who is like us to to truly end up being happy. You're just going to end up fighting it for the you know for for the rest of your life. Um, which is not something you really want to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't want to like, I, I want to make this comment, but I want it to also be with a little bit of a disclaimer because of like what I've gone through and I've heard a lot of people talk about this 
from um, different walks of life when it comes to being in the church and also being in the LGBTQ plus community. So if people, um, and if it's okay with you, Heavenly Mother, put this like disclaimer out there. Um, disclaimer noted. Uh, if people are sensitive to mental health and suicide and stuff, like click off now. But I want to also put this out here that like that is a very real thing um, when it comes to people in the church, but also being in the LGBTQ plus community. And I know that from experience for myself. And I've also, I've listened to other podcasts out there where people have talked about this and it's, it's not something that I think is talked about enough, but people struggle with those thoughts yeah. when, um, Sugarcane, as you were talking about how like people get to a point where it's just, it gets dark and, um, I don't remember everything that you said, but just the train of thought that I had is people, it gets dark and you've got to make a choice for yourself about whether or not you're going to stay in the church. And for a lot of people, like as you were saying, Sugar King, um, whether or not people are going to stay like it is up to them, but I do think that whether or not you're going to change and or be doing the same thing for the rest of your life, that is also a thing that I think goes into factor with it, is having those thoughts. You're going to be fighting those thoughts on top of the battle of pretending to be someone else because you're trying to be molded into someone you're not to stay in the church. Right. Uh, and it's, it's really, it's really powerful and it's very real. It's something that we had mentioned Laban and when I was, we were speaking with Heavenly Mother in the previous podcast was just, um, just imagining that like, like it didn't have to turn out like good. You know, it, 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 it it's, I would say if you can call it, if you want to call it this, a miracle that we, we like live beyond these experiences and grow and become stronger people, but that's not the case for everybody. And many people go, go through this, go through this life. I'm sure there's some that manage to, to get to, uh, you know, a place where they've just really, <laughs> just really hard their heart to you know, to, 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 uh, to that part of themselves, but I'm sure there's a, a, a plenty of people who get through their experience and just re like really get to a really negative, uh, a negative space. Um, and, and, and that's the part where you just like, there, there is not, there isn't a place for you to speak about, about that or to be open about that without it turning into pray in a way, you know, uh, turn to the scriptures, you, to, uh, to uh, turn to the gospel, turn to revelation. There's no space for you to have a conver a real conversation with anyone, unless you happen to find people like Heavenly Mother, or you're in school and you're you know you're meeting people who are a little bit like you, and you finally have someone you can like confide in to say these are the things that I'm having, these are the things that I'm feeling, you know. Um, and I think that's that's why I'm 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 really thankful for for people like Heavenly Mother when I was. And because even in those small ways, even when we weren't talking about leaving the church, 
it was just the connection of someone that was like you that helped you like to just to just really like know that like you weren't alone in in, in that space um i wish in those moments we 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 felt comfortable being more open about that so like, i'm only learning about this way after <laughs> i did i did not know about anything about heavenly mother's story until until you know recently um and and i would say that like that really sucks because how much more like helpful would it have been for us to have those moments where we could just be like this is what's actually going on but the, the only person that knew about it was your bishop and they weren't helping <laughs> they weren't doing anything uh, for you yeah. well <laughs> <laughs> they were <laughs> they were not Absolutely helping not. at all they're making a lot of other issues like the you know, other dark thoughts of wars through their behavior are you going to say something Lupin? sorry oh you're good heavenly mother I was actually I was just going to like reflect uh, or not reflect echo on the same word since you sugar cane like I've I had that experience with heavenly mother too that was kind of what saved me um in a lot of ways at BYU Idaho being deep into the church culture and also being LGBTQ plus like that safe person when you're not safe in the church is really important. So um we're lucky to have that and I think more people could really use that. Yeah. More more um what they call it affinity groups for yes. PYUI. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you see that at the end, I, me and my roommates, we had like a secret support group for LGBTQ plus students in our apartment because I had a friend. I've invited um, her on the podcast, but she's like, I'm not ready. But, um, <laughs> which plus, I was just having obviously a hard time as every Mormon person. Mormon people have hard times, period. And then the more things you add on that don't fit into the Mormon box, the even worse it is for you. Yeah. Like if you add it on like being a person of color or being LGBTQ plus, like if the more you add, it's like this hellscape, it's only getting yeah. worse. Like you're in the hellscape without a water drug. Like it's just this little, um, it's like, and medically, it's called comorbidity when you have multiple things going on that make it hard. You guys make me emotional, guess, and that's it's not funny now to add all that tea, you know. It's happy tears. Yeah, but it's a mix. It's, it's, you know, the church is depressing. Anyways, so even it's, it's very very No, it's, it's just very true. You, know, you don't think about that, but it's kind of like, it's kind of like being like, like, um, like a like a cis white man in society where it's like you have problems you like obviously there are things like everyone's everyone's got issues but things are going to be much easier for you when you just kind of fit the box a little bit better <laughs> you know and it's like if i was like a straight white man in the church um and like in like cis and and not not trans right it's like i probably just had to like chill out for a year and find a girlfriend <laughs> And then I'm like golden. I can probably get married and get my ceiling, <laughs> and you're good. Like, it probably would have no no thought of like, oh yeah, it's gonna be hard sometimes. But I'll just pray. I've got my I got my own temple blessing. Of, you know, I'm good. <laughs> you know, but like you're you're going through so many hoops to get to the same place that someone doesn't have to get through that many hoops to get through. 
and you're made to feel so much worse about it about like where you are and it's like you can't help it like you're, you're literally born you're like born into it like i was i was like nine years old and i was like i don't think i like girls and all <laughs> you know I, I came into the world like knowing that i was different and it's like you're battling yourself you're it's, 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 it's so much you have to get through same very much the same something that this podcast has also like helped open my little eyes to which i already knew is there but cis white men who leave the church still really struggle with how the church lied like it's still traumatic because we all experienced a cult we're all cult survivors all gonna have a cult y'all um but then i always want to challenge them to like keep deconstructing keep pushing past all these little mormon ideas that you thought served you that really don't work in the real world like the churches being homophobic church being racist like church being misogynistic like don't quit if you're a cis white man listening to this don't swap <laughs> deconstructing yeah. But I guess you're down. <laughs> it really just helps seal your faith of not being in the church when you're just like, oh, <laughs> hey, got so much wrong. <laughs> you know, exactly it Literally all of it wrong. When I think about um, the Mormon church's obsession with LGBTQ plus people, um, it kind of reminds me of that, like, quote, or maybe it's not a quote, and I'm making it up right now, trademark me. Um, every knight needs a dragon to slay. They need some kind of thing to stand against. And so they're willing to use a minority of people uh, as that metaphorical, literal, like, yeah, literally slaying it because people are pushed to the brink of death in the church. Yeah. That that's what they choose. Someone, and it was a cis person brought it up and it like really hit me in my chest when they're like the way that trans people are like a scapegoat for other issues, like what a minority to pick because it's, but it's what I'm looking for. Society is stra- stacked against LGBTQ plus people. So yeah. if you pick that target, like you're a bully. <laughs> like, yeah, oh, I'm such a like, bully. This is who and I'm the, going like, for. The, like, worst, the worst kind of bully. Just like just come so wrong. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hate the way not just the church but society like <laughs> yes. treats trans people. It's just so gross because of how like. <laughs> It is 180 flipped perversion. And it's like, they're like, oh, they're grooming this and drag queens this and yes. and transsexual that. And it was like, literally the worst offenders are people who hide and lurk in in sure. like Christian spaces and in Republican spaces. Those are the worst <laughs> offenders of these, of so these crimes. That our staff yeah. behind it. Like we don't even like kids. Like we should be parents. We like, I'm like, I have went completely backwards from like, I want 10 kids to like, if I see a child, I swear. No, I no, I know what you mean, you know. You know what I mean, right? Go it's kids. Like, you don't go into yeah. With I'm not to go to spaces own. to be like, um, yeah, the Lord have mercy. 
but actually <laughs> statistically that is the most true like and i mean just to get that out there lgbtq plus people typically commit less violent crime than cis men like that's who's got all the crime you were the best at killing people (laughs) (laughs) but no it's true all of the the hate that comes i'm like this sounds like a projection Mm. (laughs) but that's what i think part of the obsession is to like okay gonna pick a very small group of people that already has everything stacked against them and then oh i see i see the bully I can't. Oh, yeah, it's was horrible. Understood. Okay. Uh, I have, and you've absolutely been the sorry to that little Orion. <laughs> okay. I, 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 have a, I have a funny story. I don't know why. I, 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 um, I have another suit. I'm going back to the first question of when you knew, or the second question, when you knew, like, something's not quite right. I don't think you can do this anymore. This is actually just, this is completely random. Um, but I just thought about this and I was like, you know what? Actually, that was a really great moment where I was like, mm, I think they're crazy. Um, where, what was that? What was that thing that we used to do? When we went to like, um, I forgot what we called it, but it's like after school church. But like, institute. 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 I remember my institute teacher telling telling us that he thought Jesus Christ visited the temple and like and talked to our current pre- our current our current like prophet. And I was like. What? <laughs> <laughs> he just like plopped over, came down, and it's like chilling with the 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 the. the I'm like, mm, okay. I'm like, I mean, for for a moment, I was like, okay, these people might be crazy. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think you came. You're making this up. I don't believe I'm sorry. I just had that moment where just like in, in institution, like really eating everything up, and then he was like, yeah. I'm pretty sure like the Jesus Christ has come to the temple. It's like, no, he hasn't. What are you talking about, bro? That's not real. Sorry. I just had to bring that up. <laughs> no, I love it. I that's yeah, that is one of those. In the episode Opulence, I talked about that with my sister. How like think about what that means symbolically, like this huge, fancy, crazy, expensive building. That's where Jesus is gonna go. Like, mm. looks bad. Oh, just, oh. He looks bougie. He looks like Isn't a... Isn't that crazy? And it's how often it's from the actual scriptures, too. Exactly. <laughs> 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 it's like we all just miss Jesus Christ's whole, like, story. Like, the whole narrative. <laughs> like, the whole point of why he came. That it's like, oh, no, we're good. No, we're we just going to take over everything. Enjoy the money that the world church has. Are you good to <laughs> something? If it's sorry. <laughs> good. It's actually... That was something... Like, um, when I was at BYU-Idaho, when I was dating that guy, he had a, a serious issue with Institute because it was for that reason. Like, people would, the, all the teachers would share their opinion and mix it in with doctrine, and people would eat that up and think it was all doctrine. And then oh he would sit there and he'd be like, raise his hand. And then he'd get into an argument with the teacher because he was like, this is not factually correct. This also was not correct with the doctrine. Change <laughs> its whole learning doctrine, not the opinions. <laughs> One of those, where are you getting this from? Moments? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. That really reminds me, Heavenly Mother, of your uh, 
the church is true story whenever something like spiritual happens and it's like yeah. uh, the church is true <laughs> oh my god every time so they would literally be like my institute teacher said this one time and people would bring it on the mission field people would bear testaments like testimony of it like no that was what one guy said one time <laughs> oh God. The church is just some guys with some ideas. Like, Literally. that's what it is. <laughs> that's all it was back then. Just, it would happen to be like straight white men. We're like, yeah, I got some Random stories. Yeah, like mm-hmm. random stories. Like, Stolen threw them together, from- put a book together. It's like, oh, yeah, this is cool, I guess. <laughs> By the way, homosexuality is bad, we think. <laughs> Just get that out. Er, er, erase that. <laughs> Write it, it in. Says, it's, it it's says the blank. In that chapter. <laughs> it says the word in it, so it must be bad. It must yeah. Be bad. <laughs> peer review edits that weren't <laughs> peer reviewed. The Bibles weren't peer reviewed. That was the Book of Mormon. And then I feel like you all touched on it. In a touching way, maybe we can do it in a funny way or keep it serious. It's not right or wrong answer. Um, what are your hope, hopes for the church or for people inside who are members of your community? They just aren't in community yet, but they're. Oh. <laughs> so if you have <laughs> so sugar cane, <laughs> yeah, if you have a funny story. Uh. Maybe I should go first so no, you can end it. You can job. end it it's, on a happy Yeah, night. you can go ahead. <laughs> I will I will I will go off of you. I'm sure you inspired me to say something thought provoking. <laughs> I I know go ahead. Cause I'm just like so it just saddens me even thinking about it, all the people that I know in the community in that church. But go ahead, please. Well, I, I say that because in like mine. Sorry, Heavenly Father, or Heavenly Mother. Mine, mine still leaves it on us. <laughs> kind of a serious note. Um, my hope for people still inside the church, um, it's more geared towards, well, I guess there, there's two parts to it. First, if you're LGBTQ plus and inside the church, find you that person or that group of people that you feel safe going to. Because you're going to need it. There's gonna be things that are said, or you're gonna you're gonna have your days where you're like, "What am I doing?" And you're gonna need those people to just get you through it. But if you're just a member of the church and you're not part of the LGBTQ plus community, um, to put it very bluntly, live the doctrine and like truly. Try harder to be like Jesus Christ. If you're going to be taught about him, try and actually live what you're taught. And I say that because my, well, one of my parents, actually, we were talking on the phone about stuff. And they're just like, um, this is my mother, actually. She was like, so this one lady told me that um, I'm a bad parent. Because your daughter turned out to be trans, like you must have done something wrong about teaching your daughter how to be a woman or she wouldn't want to be a man kind of a thing. And so I'm just like, 
if you're going to learn about Jesus Christ, actually try and be Christ-like. Like, do better. And, like, it's not to be super on the heavy side or anything, but just, like, I hope that people in the church will just try and be like Christ if that's what they're going to talk about. Both. I, I think it's, it's so true, and it's so important. Um, and I think to your end, I, I'll keep it. I'll keep it to my serious. Um, I think if people do that, I think they'll they'll learn more about themselves and more about the church than than what is just taught. Um, that's my hope: is that people will do what you exactly what you said, Laban. Like take take the words as much as you could for what you know about Christ to to actually be like Christ and realize from there like the inconsistencies and, and, and I think once you start to really because I, I I really do believe I, and I think it's true that like the narrative of Jesus Christ and the metaphor behind that story is way more powerful than than than, than the real story and this what's with there in black and white when you take the way that Jesus Christ came into the world you know metaphorically how he approached his own church, what he was there to do, what he was there to correct, the things that he supposedly said, even as just like a metaphor for life, when you take those things and apply it to your own life, I think the cracks in the dam of religion really start to really give way. Because you, you just can reconcile some of the things that that the church in general, the Christian church, but also some of the things that the LDS church has done in its past, in its history, and and be and be Christ-like, um, so that, that that really is my hope. And I think for people who are LGBTQ plus, you realize that like that like religion and spirituality and being Christ-like is so much more of an open idea, and you could really incorporate that in any way that you want to, and you could do it outside of the church, and you could do it and be gay or be trans or be bi. Or you could do it completely without it and just be a good person. Um, but he, I don't think you realize that until you really start to think about think about Christ in a way that is much more open than what people are, are going to tell you and institute or what people are going to tell, tell you over the pulpit. Um, you got to think a little bit more critically. So I completely agree with you, Laban. Damn. And also, yes, 100%. I agree that that's the unfolding it's kind of like the real versus the lies. Like you'll see through the illusions. Oh. Man, I'm, maybe we won't end on a funny note. And we'll just have, <laughs> this is okay. I'm not upset. Let me but think of any more questions. No, that was just it. Uh, Oh, we can end when we close with the name. Oh, wait, any final thoughts? Guest speakers <laughs> who are conducting and presiding. Um, I just want to say I really appreciate your perspective, Laban. It's not anything I've ever heard. Um, it's literally the first time I've ever heard someone who's gone through what you've gone through um, and is living to tell the tale on the other side. Um, and who's like tra either tra you know, transitioning or have transitioned. Um, and that's 
really, really powerful for people to to have someone like you because representation is so incredibly important. And even if it's like done wrong, and you haven't done it wrong, I mean, like in the in the world, like it had to get out there and it had to be bad in order for it to get good because people didn't know anything about it. Um, but having someone like you is like such a good representative of your community within the church, and you being able to tell your story is just so critically important to, for people to hear because I'm telling you, it, you, you need one person. You need one instance of you hearing it the right way and it clicks and, you know, someone sets off into a new direction. So thank you for telling your story and being that representative. Amen. Ditto. <laughs> I appreciate that. And like, I've, I've experienced that as well. And I, I agree with that, but also like, thank you for all the laughter for both of you tonight. And because I got to keep it a little bit light. And I guess at the end of the day, yes, there's serious stuff, but um, I personally need the laughter to survive this because it gets hard. So I think yeah. also finding those moments of finding the humor in it is equally important too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, we don't have those yeah. dry, terrible bishop jokes that are unsettling. <laughs> We don't have a vote. You know, they are dry like Mormon biscuits that they bring to events. Bring that delicious potato. What is it? The potato casserole thing? Bring that. Those are fire. Mormons cook those. Funeral potatoes. Their jokes are not fire. Funeral potatoes. The funeral potatoes. (laughs) Oh, that's a memory. That's a core memory. It's a core memory. I tasted it in my mouth as I say. Yes. For real. I'm reliving it. Or should we close in the name of? <laughs> the silence. So many. So, yeah. So, Laban, Burn. last time, no, not Laban, Sugar King closed in like the name of Cocaine, Weed, and Molly. And then Laban <laughs> closed in the name of Lucifer. <laughs> oh, that's great. We closed in the name of David Chatera recently. Oh, we closed really in the name of Tess Holiday and Drew Afwalo. And then who else? Yeah, um, y'all think of somebody. Close in the name of David Archuleta, who also recently. Oh, oh, yeah. That's so good. Gary yeah. and leaving the church, I believe. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> right. I mean, we that saw- was a we knew that coming. We saw like oh, for quite some time now, David. Yeah. We we saw. Dang, David, that could be our thing instead of dang, Daniel. Dang, <laughs> 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 we close and we say these things in the same way. Amen. Amen. <laughs>